Huns, and welcome back to this week's episode. So listen, we are going to interrupt our regular scheduled episodes because I know by now each one of you have heard or seen Oprah Special with Harry and Meghan, right? It was phenomenal. But now let me tell you and be honest, there's always three sides to every story. Yours, mine, and the truth. So let's chat about it, okay? The first thing we want to jump into is the monarchy. Now, if you've learned anything about the monarchy um, in education, or if you've just Googled it recently because of this interview, then you will realize that Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth are cousins. Yes. They are married cousins. Now, they are distant cousins, but they're still cousins because they are both the great-great-grandchildren of Queen Victoria. And not only is that something that we are not always speaking of, but the monarchy, or the institution as it was referred to in the interview, um, has been silent about Prince Andrew and his alleged connection to Jeffrey Epstein. And not only that, they've been silent about Prince Charles, who for my entire life pretty much has been um, seen as a particular type of gentleman. And when I say that, it's because the relationship that he had with Princess Diana was very tumultuous, um, just to say the least. Um, If you remember some years ago when Princess Diana gave her interview, um, she stated that there were three people in her marriage, and that third person, of course, we all know, is Camilla Parker Bowles. Prince Charles was still married to Princess Diana. Um, they were living separately, but on visits when um, Princess Diana would come, Camilla Parker Bowles, who lived with Prince Charles, um, they would remove Camilla's items because they know that um, Diana was on her way back or on her way there and they would put out things for Diana and when she left they would put Camilla's things back but they are afraid of Megan because she is a black woman um yeah we'll move on these This monarchy, they're actually upset because Harry loves and protects one of the most unprotected species on Earth. One of the most unprotected species on Earth. There is nowhere that anyone that looks like me can go and be treated equally. Not one place. But the monarchy says that Megan was a gold digger. Now, we must not forget that Megan was an actress, um, and I would say accomplished because she didn't have like a recurring role on Suits. She was part of the permanent cast of Suits, so she had her own cash flow. Now, with that being said, she did have money, but of course, yes, we know it wasn't uh, royal money, but we have to look at that as well. The royals are looked at as working royals, but they 
live in luxury due to, yes, they do receive private funds, but a lot of the funds that they live off of are public as well. Um, and they do have inheritance. But there is also real estate that they make income from. And it's not hard to make income from real estate when you own most of the real estate in the country that you run. Just saying. But anyway, when Megan took on um, her duties as a royal, she was so very proud and so very excited and to be able to show representation. Representation because little girls everywhere have dreamed of being a princess forever and now there are girls that look like me and Megan who have someone that they can relate to someone that they can look up to and think wow nothing is unattainable there's actually a princess that looks like me you know now We'll flip the script just a little bit and move to Kate. Kate, who is um, going to be the future queen, of course, after um, Prince Charles is not, no longer king, if he becomes king. Um, but I feel that the institution or Kate felt like maybe, possibly, and again, this is me speaking, she was possibly being upstaged by the Duchess. There's no way that the future queen is liked less than the brand new duchess. Not at all. But I think that the disrespect came when the title Hurricane Megan was attached. And I think that is very unfair because every black woman, when she speaks up for herself or has an opinion, is referred to as an angry black woman. And... We all know that hurricanes bring destruction. Anything in their path, they destroy. So to give her that title was awful. It was absolutely awful. Even watching this, when Megan was speaking to Oprah, who is a black woman herself, she still chose her words very carefully because she knew. She knew. Let's jump in back to Kate once more. But let me tell you, though, there's no hate. No hate at all for Kate. But I did like how Oprah paralleled two things, two instances between Kate and Megan. In that interview, Oprah asked if Megan thought that there were different standards for her and uh, Kate. And Oprah brought up the two examples that she had. There was an avocado that was eaten. Kate ate the avocado for breakfast and the world applauded. It was resounding happiness. Um, it was the most amazing thing. Megan ate an avocado for breakfast on toast and she was belittled um, and spoke down upon because it was referred to, I think, that um, the people that are gathering those and growing those avocados are in danger and, you know, it's not safe for them. You know, all types. Things. But just a moment ago, you said that Kate was the most wonderful thing in the world to be 
eating the avocado. Just just putting it out there. Um, and then the second instance was when Kate was embracing her baby bump, you know, and showing it off and, um, you know, just touching it and rubbing her unborn child, which is what every parent does, the expected mom and the expected dad. But when Megan did it, it was an issue because she was being too showy, too flashy, and she was doing the, um, she was doing too much is what they felt. All of it wasn't necessary. You know, it's kind of, okay, we know you're pregnant. Move along. Um, you don't have to rub your, your belly. We see it. But those two instances, an avocado and a baby bump caused a riff. And my response to Oprah when she asked that to Megan was pretty much me regurgitating Oprah's own words in Color Purple from the 1980s. When Oprah said, all my life I've had to fight, it was the exact same thing. They're all people that look like me. We've been fighting all of our lives. And it must come to an end. It has to stop. But again, back to the interview. We heard or have talked about how Megan and I, I know it didn't, or I hope that it didn't pass you, <laughs> slip you. Um, Megan stated that once she became a royal, that she had to relinquish her driver's license, her passport, and her keys. Now, I am not a royal, nor do I play one on television, but I am completely aware that even if the world knows who you are, you still need certain things in order to travel and in order to leave. Um, two of those would be a driver's license and a passport, which were relinquished. To me, that is a form of kidnapping. Because I am here. <laughs> it, to me, that's kind of like you don't need that. You have no need for these anymore because you're here, you're ours. Again, that's that's just me. But I'll say though that the ultimate disrespect came with Baby Archie. Baby Archie was the ultimate because the institution was willing to and was about to change one of King George's um, conventions, which was stating that um, the birth of any grandchild. Um, would be a royal and would get a title after um, the grandparent was deceased or, you know, it just goes on to line up what you would be, what your title would be and who you are. Uh, I, I would assume your place in the monarchy. But in order to ensure that this baby had no title and no security, which they all do, they wanted to deem him non-royal. They wanted him to be deemed not a true royal, even though he had royal blood running through his veins. And the most appalling conversation was the fact that Harry had to engage in and or listen to a conversation about the color of his unborn child's skin, questions about how dark his child may be. Absolutely ridiculous. And I'll just drop a little nugget. 
the wounds of the royals are black anyway. But I digress. After Megan had gone through her part of the episode with Oprah, enters my boy, Harry. Yes. Harry came in and he told the truth and he told it respectfully. And I love that. Megan did the same and I love both of them for it. They both respected private conversations and they made sure that we know that Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip were not the people that they were referring to when it came to the racist statements and the um, conversation about baby Archie. So there's still love there for sure. Um, But Harry made it known that he loves his family, both his personal family and his royal family. But I will say love don't change a thing because they cut him off financially and they removed his security simply because he was doing his number one job. I would even go as far as saying Harry was taken to the slaughter simply because he fell in love with a black girl. But what gives me great joy and warms my heart is that years before any of this happened, Princess Diana left a ram in the bush for Harry. She left cash for a prince. Now, I know what you're saying. Why would you need to leave cash for a prince who has everything that he can ever dream of wanting left to him? My thoughts then was, when I heard it was, what did she see? What did she know? Was it mother's intuition, um, divine intervention? Or was it both? Mother's intuition coupled with divine intervention. Yeah. But not only was Diana the one who was set, set things in place and set things in motion, but Tyler came to the rescue with a home and security. It was almost as if he was letting, um, he was being a friend first and foremost, but um, not letting the royals do this is pretty much, you know, I think Tyler was trying to convey that um, we take care of anyone, (laughs) not just our own, but we take care of each other. So he stepped in and made sure that he helped, helped his friends. And that was the most admirable. But the last thing that I want to talk about before we close is Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan was roasted (laughs) on um, Good Morning Britain because he has been forever disrespectful to Meghan Markle before she was the Duchess. And his co-host Alex let us in on a secret. Well, first, let's not say it was a secret because Piers has said that Megan has ghosted him um, in the past. And um, as the story goes, Piers and Megan were friendly um, before, you know, she was ever going to be the Duchess back when she was still an actress. And um, they would chat and they 
following each other on social media platforms and um, they will discuss episodes of suits before like they would preview them before they actually came out and they would chat about them for hours on end um and at one moment when megan knew she was going to be in london they met up uh and they they met for drinks i don't know what happened in that conversation but as we know it did not end well because that was the last time that megan spoke to peers um, but i will say that same night is when she went on a blind date and um, literally met her prince. Um, so my thoughts there is, yes, he should have been ghosted because if she is now into um, someone that she's looking to date on a permanent, then yes, you are to be ghosted. You are no longer to be spoken to. And I, I'm not sure if Pierce felt that that meeting between them was um, a date or if it was simply a friendly meetup. Um, but it has not set well with him. And for him to storm off of the set simply because someone has called him out for all of the ranting that he's done about Megan... Um, and not agree with it says a lot and I totally agree with Alex when Pierce left and he let us know that his feelings with Pierce was that Pierce is a pathetic and absolutely diabolical person because they've had to sit in Alex's words for years and listen to him um, degrade Megan I'm assuming that Alex simply had enough he had had enough but my question is why is Pierce still mad well let's just say big mad why is he still big mad after all of these years what was it that he was expecting from Megan that has not allowed him to get over it for years years yeah but the way that he ranted and ranted lets us know that like I said earlier there is nowhere that anyone that looks like me can go and receive equality at all and perpetuating or that myth about people of color it's a big lie. It's a big lie and it's damaging to everyone. It is so very damaging to everyone. And like my granny used to say, even a dog gets tired. And I'm not referring to them as dogs, but they got tired. They got tired of all of the backlash and the, the fear. This man feared for his wife's life because one what happened to his mother and for two his wife was afraid to even be alone because she was afraid she was going to hurt herself but they got tired and they left and I will say each and every one of their endeavors that they're about to put their hands on I wish them the best in everything that they're going to do I wish them well with their bundle of joy that is about to um, be delivered this summer I wish them continued wellness and joy with baby Archie and anything that
that they do. I wish them absolute bliss in it. Now I will say though, don't take my word for it. If you hadn't watched the interview, check it out on uh, CBS Plus or CBS Access Plus or anywhere that um, you may be able to find it. Listen to it and see what you think. Feel free to uh, comment and let me know what your thoughts are because I'd love to hear them. I would love to hear them. So, my loves, I hope that you've enjoyed our chat this week and I hope that it has brought you some form of solace. But before you go, don't forget to follow us on our socials, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. We are Hey Hun, so with five O's, and we are also on YouTube as Hey Hun Podcast. Also, don't forget to like and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. So until next time, stay safe, love hard, and laugh loud.